Okay, uh, testing one, two, three. Say something. Do re mi. Excellent. Okay, so uh, shall we just start? Sure. Okay. Here it goes. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, July 9th, 2022. It's just after 3.30 UTC. I am Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is with us today. Hello, Yvonne. Hi. And uh, once again, it was a little touch and go whether or not we'd get to do this this week. But uh, um, our agenda, I mean, Yvonne and I were just talking. There were several fairly large, significant things that happened in the last weeks. Um, in the last week since the last show, but uh, there were several. And so rather than having two big topics, we're just going to lightning round it and we're just going to wing it. And as usual, this first segment, we'll start out with lighter things, I guess, or at least, or more personal things. And then we'll get to like the big national and international news as we proceed with the show. Does that sound about right, Yvonne? Woo! Very, very exciting. Woo! Woo! Uh, woo! Woo! woo. So, woo, 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 yeah, woo, 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 woo. So, Yvonne, should should we should we start in our little but first thing? Uh, yeah. Do, 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 do you do you want to do you want to share like what's going on with well, your family well, and I, stuff? I, I, or listen, you, you want to know all the shit that's going on? <laughs> Look, um, well, aside from the fact that you know, as I mentioned, you know, I got my father who's in recovering from uh his accident that i mentioned still improving uh slowly okay. but you know uh it, it, it's this is very uh this is very arduous okay gotcha so um well one thing that keeps happening right now is that uh he was getting upset that he couldn't access his bank account uh, okay. on his phone. Okay. Which I guess is a good thing. He was getting to the bank account. The problem is. Yeah. Problem is that, uh, he, he keeps locking himself out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And so I, I keep hearing from my sister and my mom. Well, he's having trouble getting into the bank. I know that you, you know, logged in and changed, you know, checked on it or whatever. And so look, I'm pretty sure I, I went, you know, so one thing I did is he's got everything Apple. Okay. okay. Yeah. So what I did was go in and, um, make sure I, I actually tried first when I got home and the account was locked out. Now I actually, this is a joint account, which is in his name and mine. Okay. Okay. So, so. And I've done that for years because I've been taking care of a whole bunch of of his affairs. And so for so for, very easy for me to reset it because my social security, security, my stuff, whatever. So it's not that big a deal. It's not like I not like I'm having to, uh, you know, do some pretexting or anything in order to do it. I, I can do it. It's it's in my name. OK, right. So I went in and I, you know, I reset the account. No problem. Um, and one thing is that I went into his keychain. 
And one thing I discovered is that because this bank, which is uh, uh, a bank from Puerto Rico that we've had an account for a long time, which is an FDIC bank because the banking system in Puerto Rico is connected with the U.S. banking system. So we opened that account a long time ago and everything works, you know, whatever we've we've Mm -hmm, kept it for mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, is that, you know, they have a website and, you know, he's got his ATM card and whatever, whatnot, and they've got an app, but their authentication sucks. Okay. It's just, it's just terrible. Okay. And, and so one thing that's happening because this, the, the damn authentication is, um, the reset process <coughs> is very complicated and they don't have 2FA enabled. Okay. And I didn't see how to enable it. Okay. So what keeps happening is if he does three attempts, it locks them out. The reset process is very complicated. The website is poorly designed, and it winds up like like storing a new user ID and password every time, but it's not a user ID. It's a code that you get by email for the mm-hmm. reset, okay? And so when you put that code in the place on the webpage for the reset, it thinks it's a new user ID. And it keeps saving one, two, three, four. So what I notice is that apparently my father is very bad with locking himself out of his website. Okay. Because there must have been about 40 or 50 stored uh, reset attempts. Okay. And so I'm like, what the hell? So I went into his keychain and I just scrubbed all the wrong passwords. Okay. Just, just got rid of all the ones that were wrong for this. And... Yeah, you know, just try to set this one. Okay, this is the right password for this. Okay, delete the, the rest. Well, look, my father's brain is not functioning normally. So apparently, I don't know what the hell he did. He managed to lock himself out, even though I went and I eliminated every other password possibility that it could have suggested him to log in. Right. I, and so the thing is that because the process is very cumbersome, it requires me to input the actual account number uh, and to get a 2FA response on his email because I haven't sent to his email, which I have the password, but I, I pain of, it, it's just a pain in my ass. So I'm like, look, mom, I, I, yeah, he's complaining about it. Tell him to wait. I, I will at some point get go to the house and do it. And I was planning on going today, but both my wife and my son both came down with COVID. So that put the kibosh on me going down there. Okay. Now I know if they've had in this last 60 days or whatever, it's probably okay, but I really don't want, uh, no, it's, it's not a good idea. Oh wait, your, your, your parents had it in the last 60 days as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. But, but still, because Look, he's recovering from a head fracture. He's very sick. I, it's, I don't think it's a good idea. And I no, actually. No. You don't want to take It's not a good idea. There. No, I don't want to take the risk like right now at the delicate stage that he is in his recovery. It's a terrible idea anyway. And so I, I, I'm like right now I've taken. A, a, it seems like trying to trace this back. Manu probably had it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He had been complaining about uh, like his asthma acting up. But mine had been acting up, so I figured, you know, the fireworks, especially over the weekend. Right. And so, you know, he did the therapy. I did my, I had to use a little bit of my inhaler. I'm like, you know, so uh, I, I figured it was that. But, 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 you know, he keep, kept getting congested. Then Juana became congested. And 
Juana's test came back positive, and I said, look, he's being congested. Let me test him. He came back positive. I did it. I came back negative. I haven't had any symptoms. Um, so I'm 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 gonna wait, you know, a little bit to make sure that I don't have it. Get it right. Test again, and to make sure that I don't have it. I haven't had any symptoms, but I'm I'm still waiting because I mean I got both of them. You're in a house that are like that. So so anyway, so that that's been a shit show to add to you know to to all of this. And then, you know, I have one of my coworkers that I've been working on uh, on something in a deal. And, and they were standing in for my boss. Okay. Okay. And we have a good relationship. Working on this deal. But they were flying out to Spain. Okay. And so some emails were going back and forth about this deal. That something needed to be taken care of. And this is a deal that they were transitioning to me. And they were helping me get it. And I was going to get full payment on it she she was just being nice like right now because we, we've we've gotten to know each other get along great and she's like look it's a customer i've known a long time i know it's not your account but let me help you get this through so so we've been just working on it together okay to get this stuff done and we had some requests about some stuff or whatever and then um i this week has been just there's been there's been a lot a lot of work okay and so uh my boss had been in vacation for about two weeks in italy and I, I, I was joking. I said, listen, you better bring a fire suit when you get back here because <laughs> there is so much <laughs> crap going on when you get back. And when I texted him that, he told me, hey, I, I just heard that Wendy, when she landed in Madrid, she had texted me about the, about some changes to the deal when she landed uh, in Madrid. She was getting something. And I said, well, look, let me make the changes. Let me submit it. Let me get the new co- contract out. I'll, I'll take care of that. Okay, I got it. You know, you go get to the hotel or whatever. It tells me that apparently at some point, not exactly sure where, she got robbed. Okay, Ooh. she got robbed. It and, and apparently it was it was it, it wasn't just that you know like they pilfered my wallet. She got robbed. Okay, it, it um she almost had a complete nervous breakdown because apparently it wasn't a nice event. They took her purse. They took her, her personal cell phone, her work cell phone and took her credit cards. Now she's from Costa Rica. Okay. And I'm concerned about this because, um, they hammered and emptied her debit, her checking account. Mm. Okay. They, They completely emptied her checking account. And also uh, just hammered her credit card. And, you know, the thing is, she has a corporate Amex. But I asked her, do you have a personal Amex? Please tell me you have a personal Amex. Please tell me you have a personal Amex. No. I'm like, shit. I'm like, look, one lesson I've learned and one of the reasons why I carry an American Express card, okay, is because they can replace an American Express card practically anywhere in the world. Okay, mm. you you could walk in, and I've gotten it replaced in other countries. You could walk in. There are American Express, you know, locations everywhere in the world, and if that shit happens, you can go get your credit card replaced. Look, you get a credit card, you know, taken away from you from a local bank anywhere. Listen, you are fucked. You are not going to get a card delivered to you in any reasonable amount of time while you're in Europe. I mean, you're screwed. Okay. Mm. All right. And so, so her, 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 her checking account got, 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 got nailed or her, her, her debit card got nailed. And look, I, I'm like, okay, all right, let me send you some money. 
Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let me send you some money. And she's like, wait, you could do that? Yes. Yes. I- I'm like, she had no idea, you know, about doing this. So I, uh, I don't know. I sent her a few hundred euros, at least, you know, five, you know, 500 euros to go to, to, to get to, 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 to Western Union. She didn't realize that you could do that. But, you know, I've noticed that there's this, this common theme that I'm, I, you know, I know how to do this. And I know it's, 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 you know, it seems like, you know, few people, other people know how to deal with these things because I, I remember I once had to wire, I once had to Western Union Sam money 20 plus years ago, but it's like, I always see that I get my friends that get in a jam and I'm like, oh, you need your medicines at a hotel in Brazil. Okay. Let me make a couple of calls. Okay. Yes. Somebody will deliver you your medicines, okay? I always can figure out how to get this shit done, okay? I notice that very few other people can, can. I, I, I but it's been, of course, because I, I, I know people in all these places. I've been around, and, you know. I've traveled so much that, but it, so, I, but I'm like always like, oh, you could do that. You, oh, you, I, oh, I can have money like now. Yeah, just go to this location over here, and they will give you money. And she was like, whoa, really? So, so at least I, I, I tied it, I, I tied it her over with some, some euros. Okay. She said, she's going to pay me back when she comes back. Okay. Um, and it's funny because I've never actually met this person in person. I just loaned right. her money. Uh, you know, I, 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 we've never met in person, but I, 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 well, here's the thing, you know, I will say that the deal that she's got me is more money than what I actually loaned her. So I'm like. I'm like, you know what? Listen, I'm like, Jesus, keep, you know, whatever. You, 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 you probably, probably deserve not to even have to pay me back. And keep the, you know, so, or you earned it. I mean, but, but messed up. I mean, this whole thing, but I, I, again, number one advice. Look, I'm telling you, okay. Th- this is the reason why I've had that card almost, you know, multiple times that I've had problems, you know, happen of some sort. You know, when you don't know it, Abex always comes through. They they are the only company, okay, globally that could just come through in a pinch. And I'm like, oh yeah, we'll give you a card immediately, right here. You know, nobody else can do that. Mm. Um, and so uh, always tell anybody that travels. I'm like, man, if you're gonna ever travel, uh, it's it just traveling. Period. I mean, forget about international. International is. Actually, international is, I mean, I, I'm like, look, if you travel with a regular national, you, and if you have access to be able to get, you know, I'm not talking to me a platinum card, just a basic American Express card, just whatever. Okay. You need to have one. Okay. It, it's just, it don't, even if you don't use it for anything else, because they are, the, they are the only company that has that cap- capability globally, not Citibank, not Bank of America, not any of those, forget it. You're, and with any of those, you're basically just up a Creek without a paddle. You're pretty much screwed. Okay. So, um, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, but that's gotta suck. I mean, just arrived at the start of your vacation. Okay. And just, just get freaking robbed. Now, I know people that this has happened to. I remember my grandfather telling me the story about this, that they arrived in Venezuela on a cruise many years ago. It's like 40, 50 years ago. And as they were getting off the cruise ship, apparently there were there were thieves like waiting for people to get off the cruise ship. And like they a whole bunch of them got, you know, robbed. 
just they 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 got off the beautiful uh, off the cruise ship. Um, You're really selling the travel idea to me, Yvonne. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Hey, I've only gotten on a trip. I only got robbed once on a trip. The the times that I've needed more of my card is because I've lost it. Okay, but uh, robbed. I I only happened once. Okay, I mean, you know, on a trip. Um, I mean, I've lost shoes. Does that count? <laughs> no, I still can never figure out. This is one that it, it puzzles me. Okay, I don't understand. In a couple of trips over the last, more in the last ten years, where I came home, and I was missing like an item that I don't understand how I was missing. In one trip, I misplaced a pair of shoes. I don't understand how because I'm usually pretty thorough about going through the room before I leave. But, mm-hmm. but I, I shoes and I called the hotel and they said, we don't know anything about your shoes. And I'm like, who the hell wanted these old shoes? I'm just, <laughs> and, and another one, a pair of pants. Uh huh. I, I, I don't know what the hell I did with the damn pants. Again, who the hell wants a pair of pants from a stocky five foot five guy? I mean, you know, it's pretty short. I mean, I, I, I don't know who the hell's going to use these pants. Who the hell's out there in the business of selling pants? I, I don't know, Yvonne. <laughs> I mean, it just seems to be a very weird thing to me to be trying to steal pants. I, I don't know. But anyway. But that's, but, 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 but you know, I don't know and, what to and, say. So, aside from, you know, bank accounts, you know, that can't be accessed, I got, I got family, you know, you know, a, a sick. I got, I got three family members sick, uh, people getting robbed. And I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been working. Like I, I was working yesterday. I was sending out work shit last night, at eleven o'clock hmm. p.m. last night. Uh, you know, uh, just, just been very. It's because we're very busy. Very, for whatever reason, just extremely busy. So anyway, so that's that's. All I, I, I guess that's better than extremely slow. Well, now, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, especially since I'm in sales, it's not exactly really, you know, slow is, I, I have to say that slow is very unnerving when you're in sales. Okay. Mm. I mean, because I've had slow and you're like, I mean, what the fuck are we going to do? You know, I mean, like nobody wants to buy anything. What the hell are we going to do? That's that's not very good. Okay. Well, that that was, that was a way around like this was sort of like the summary of your life in the last week like we started at like an update on your dad and then your family was sick and then the other thing and then the other thing so i i guess if i you know and i like i said we will get to the more serious topics later on i i figure uh how about a movie a movie a movie movies so i i will tell you the uh the next movie on my list and i I watched this back in March, uh, and it was, I, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, Yvonne, uh, tell, tell me if you have, uh, this is the movie lion from 2016. I have no idea. Um, it was, it, it was an Australian movie and it was nominated. It had six Oscar nominations. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it had all kinds of awards. It had BAFTA awards and other things too. Um, <laughs> um, once I once I tell you the plot, maybe you will have heard of it. 
Um, but basically it's a movie based on a book. The book was called a long way home, uh, from, uh, a, a two, from 2013. So a few years earlier. And basically it's the story of this kid, uh, in India who got separated from his family at a train station. And at, when he was like five, I think he was five years old, something like that, four or five. Anyway, he was really young. Yeah, he's five, five. I'm, I'm checking the number. Uh, but, and then he ended up like in foster care and then eventually adopted by an Australian couple and like, so moved to Australia and, you know, he. Okay, I, I got to tell you, not even one iota of a bell. At this, okay. at this moment, I mean, I, I mean, you know, look, I mean, for it might as well have occurred in Mars. Okay. okay this movie. So, so okay. the, the, the deal is, you know, as a five-year-old, like he was unable to identify to any of the people around him where he came from, how to get home, anything like that. He had vague memories of like the stuff he was doing as a four or five year old. Um, and he, um, because, you know, he ended up like hundreds and hundreds of miles from home because he like went to sleep on a train and woke okay. up after it had gone halfway across the country. Okay. Um, you know, so, and, and then no thought of like waking him up. I mean, what the hell's wrong with these people? Well, what, ha you know, he got separated from like his, 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 he was with his brother and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about things at the very beginning of the movie here. So no big spoilers. He, he, he was with his brother doing some stuff. His brother was like, wait here at the train station and, and went to do whatever his brother was going to do. Um, and then the, you know, he got cold cause his brother, his brother, didn't come back in time, whatever. He got cold. It was nighttime. Uh, he found a warm place, which was in the train car and he was hiding and blah, blah, blah. They, anyway, he was eventually found, but he could not explain to anybody around him, like where he came from or anything like that. Cause, cause he was five, you know? Ah. And, um, anyway, the, the main, I shouldn't say the main bulk, it follows, you know, his life, but like, uh, the, as a, college age and beyond person he starts essentially going on a quest to find his original home okay. based on the very vague memories he had like imagine you like as a 20 something year old trying to find like a place based on vague memories from when you were four years old four or five years old of course here's a problem I know you never no. moved in the, those times. No, no, that, well, that, well, that, it's not that. As you're telling me, you see, my memory is pretty good. Uh, uh, actually, as, as I mentioned, my memory is pretty good. So if you're trying to tell me that uh, to me to find a place based on my memories of a four year old, I'll actually find it pretty well. <laughs> you know, I must admit, I tried once. Um, like, I, you know, my, my, my grandmother on my father's side lived in Tucson, Arizona. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I, at one point, like many years after the last time I had visited her, because I, I, you know, I visited a couple times as a child and then sometime in my 20s uh, for work, I was in Phoenix okay. and, I, okay. and I was like, 
you know, I got a rental car. I've got a, a little bit of extra time before I have to go back to wherever I was going. Um, let me go take a look. Let me try to find my grandmother's house and just drop in and surprise her. Okay. You know? And I got based on only memory. And I was in my twenties and my memories at this point were probably from a visit that I did maybe when I was 12, maybe, um, and maybe even younger. I man, I managed to get within half a mile of her house. I couldn't That's find her actual house, but when That's I was very close, I like gave her a call and I'm like, Hey, I, I, I know I'm close to your house. Can I drop by? That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. So you see, yeah. that's not bad. You know, so, uh, but, but no, like the, the, um, the, in any case, the, the, yeah, it, 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 the movie goes from the kid when he was five, when he initially got lost to when he was a little bit older and going through the system to when he got adopted to sort of his, his travails. And then eventually his quest to, find his original village and his original family. Right. Okay. Um, and I will say huge thumbs up. Yeah. Huge thumbs up. This is the kind of movie that like, and just to give you my preferences, like, um, I like the movies that like really pull at your heartstrings and affect you emotionally. Like Mm -hmm. I, I have fun with like, you know, stupid little superhero movies and stuff and I can watch them and enjoy them. But like the ones that like really, punch you in the gut are the ones that I'm like, Oh my God, that was incredible. And I will give that to this one. I really enjoyed this movie. Huge thumbs up. I looked through, you know, I, I have the online list of, uh, you know, movies I've, uh, watched and stuff. And it, it only goes back to 2014, but this is the best movie I've seen since 2014. Um, Okay. At least like I looked through this list. I'm like, is anything like, meet this because like honestly like from a from a punch you in the gut emotional impact point of view and i know i'm a sucker for these kinds of things but like i started crying like 10 minutes into the movie and didn't stop till it was over you know because there was just so much going on with this little kid and what was happening to him and you know how just devastating it was and what because i imagine you know like the little five-year-old he gets lost he can't find his brother he can't find his family oh, yeah, he's in the be. middle I mean, you know i mean that, that's I, I mean i remember like a couple of times that i got lost uh uh you know when i was little okay uh and, and that was scary yeah I mean, that was scary. I, I I mean, I remember this one time at the mall where, I don't know, it's just, it, it's, you know, we, we we got separated at some point. And, and you know, it took, it, you know, I, I did, um, I didn't know where security was at the mall. And so I just went to, I, I went, look, I'm going to go to security. And hopefully, eventually, they will, you know, figure out to get over here and you know, get me and it, it, and that worked. They did. Okay. Right. So I, I, I did do that, but, but that was, I mean, I, I mean, I still very much remember when that happened mm-hmm. of that. And I mean, I didn't get separated to them like that. I mean, I can't imagine now. I mean, that's, that's gotta be horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, like, you know, Different people like different kinds of movies. This is the kind that like, you know, like I said, like I I can give all 
you know, due diligence for the fun little science fiction or superhero movie or whatever that's just like a fun couple hours. This is the kind of movie that demands your full undivided attention. Like you, you, this is not a movie you put on in the background while you do other stuff. This is not a movie that, you know, you do whatever. And also like, you know, the day I watched it, like uh, the rest of my family was out. So I had no interruptions. I watched it from beginning to end straight through. Um, and it was like, you know, punching the gut after punching the gut after punching the gut, like as things kept happening to this kid as he grew up. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is, it was really affecting. It was really well done. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, big thumbs up. Uh, and again, it's Lion. And there are several movies named Lion. This is the, you know, I, I, Wikipedia has a disambiguation page because there's like three different movies named Lion. This is the 2016 movie named Lion that's an Australian production. Um, yeah, I thought for a minute it was like something related to that. I missed some kind of Lion King thing that I didn't see or something. Yeah, there's a, there's a 2014 British <laughs> Lion movie that's right. That's about, I, I don't even know what it's about. Um, there's a 2015 Indian movie named Lion. You see, uh, exactly. That's why I was like, I. And, I, and you know, if, if you look more generally, there are all kinds of other things. That, I mean, there's the animal. There's, there's all kinds of, there's songs named Lion. Uh, anyway, this is the 2016 Lion out of Australia. Um, it was excellent. Uh, uh, Nicole Kidman is a supporting character. It, it's oh. like, um, like she's not, well, she, she, she's like the adopted mom. Okay. Like once they get to Australia. Uh, but, uh, so she's in part of it, but like the, the main characters are people that you, I, I mean, Dev Patel, Rooney Mara, Sonny Pawar. You know, I mean, look, uh, okay, uh, uh, look, there's, a, I, I, I will say, I, I just, uh, I was, it, it, that name is pretty common. Which one? Dev Patel? Dev Patel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, I could swing a deck cat in our company directory and probably hit like 10 of them. Yeah, but, it, you know, he was excellent, though. That that's the guy who. No, actually no, no. What I'm the, saying is like I know, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm like, I am like, he he he's the guy who played the main character as an adult. There was somebody else who played the. I mean, it's just like saying John Smith in English. I mean, it's it, it really it, it doesn't it, it is you know no knock on the name. It's very common. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, excellent movie. Uh, it's it, like I said, it's also based on a book, um, A Long Way Home by Saru Brierly, uh, and it's it's I'm sure. The movie version is fictionalized a bit, uh, but uh, A Long Way Home is uh, theoretically just this guy's biography. This actually happened to him, and he's describing what happened uh, to, to him and how, you know, the whole thing that happened. Um, uh, so supposedly, you know, based on a true story. Like, and you know, you always wonder, like, when it's based on a true story, just how much is different from real life. But, uh, uh, but yeah, um, and apparently, you know, it, it had some statistics at the end, like about you know, just how many kids are lost like this, um, every year. Um, and you know, where how many specifically in India? I, I don't remember, like, you know, how at the end of a movie they put like 
you know, a whole some cards that are on the screen for a few seconds each with like what happened to each of the characters and blah blah blah. But apparently, yourself on them. I mean, what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, you're doing a review. You're supposed to like memorize all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Roll back through the end titles like ten times and make sure you memorize. Take notes. That was on there. Yes, yes. Yeah, but apparently, like, um, and Alex should administer a quiz. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but anyway, apparently there are a significant number of kids lost like this in India every year. Um, and it's actually a significant problem, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure in a lot of other places too. I mean, you know, but, uh, but in, 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 in particular, this was highlighting the situation in India and, you know, how, um, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was really good. That's all I got to say. And you, well, may, you know, I, you know, one, one thing, uh, movies that are good and then movies that are significant is, it, it, and remembered is, is something that's, that's a complicated thing today. There was somebody, you know, writing an article about how, uh, the movie Smokey and the Bandit 45 mm. year old movie. Yeah. Was, uh, the number two grossing movie of 1977. Do you know what, I mean, this is an easy answer. What the number one grossing movie in 1977 was? Uh, Star Wars? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Okay. And so now, now the thing is that somebody was making a, a point that, you know, to the, to this day, Star Wars is, I mean, Jesus, a franchise that is still very influential uh, in, in media that people watch and follow, yep. et cetera, and so forth. I mean, it, I mean, this is talk about uh, uh, an enduring franchise, you know, 45 years th- later, we're still making new new things and stuff and attractions. And I mean, my son likes it, for God's sakes, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's that significant. But what was the nominated best picture? 1977. Oh, God, I don't know. I'm sure Annie Annie Hall and, you know, by Woody Allen. And who gives a damn about Annie Hall 45 years later? But both Star Wars. And, 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 you know, that's affected as well by like what's happened to his reputation over the years. I mean, that definitely hasn't helped. Okay. You know, as well. Because I remember like, oh, I don't know, probably 20, 25 years ago, how there was still sort of this cult of Woody Allen where people would talk about like Woody Allen movies and going to Woody Allen, blah, 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 blah. And I like, will say that there are some Woody Allen movies that I like. And and he, I, I, I noticed that I, I find that I don't like most of them. Yeah. But I will say that there's a couple that he has made that I really liked, okay, uh, very much. But my point but, is, but like, I, you but don't I hear about it, it much anymore. No, And I no, think part no, of it no. is, like, you know, he his whole, like, personal thing with his stepdaughter and all of that stuff that it's happened, bizarre. he sort right. of became toxic. Yeah. So, but the one thing, the thing is about how, you know, all, sometimes you know, people tend to dismiss uh, a movie like Star Wars when it's a, a, a top grossing film, but yet you know, the cultural impact it's had and, and on car culture separately, the movie Smokey and the Bandit, the impact it had, I will tell you this, that to me more influential was actually Smokey and the Bandit than Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I love cars and, and I will, I, 
Me, meanwhile, I've never seen the movie, and any clips it, I've seen of it seemed stupid to me. So, and, and and it is it is a stupid, silly movie. I mean, there's a whole bunch of very funny scenes, and the one thing is that uh, to me, it was greatly influential on my love of cars. And you know, to this day, I still, when it comes on, sometimes on you know, on TV or whatever, I'll still watch it. You know, now the one thing is that it's a little bit difficult because. You know, a lot of times they put it on on a on a broadcast network or whatever. I mean, Jackie Gleason was hilarious, but Jackie Gleason was hilarious in the movie because he cursed like, you know, he was he cursed up a storm. And, and like which, when it, it it's on TV, it's all edited. And you oh, my God, they, 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 they bleep out all the freaking cursing. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, his cursing was just, you know, legendary. And okay. I mean that you wonder what kind of influence I'm taking in terms of, you know, <laughs> gee, how much cursing I do. Kevin forbid. And I'm sure that was influential. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway. Uh it, we're, we're, peace, Jackie Gleason, thank you for making me curse as much as I do. Worth figuring out where you can uh get this movie and wait. Let, let me let me check. Just uh let's see where it's available. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, okay, I'm just checking where it's available to watch or stream or whatever right now. Um, you can stream it with ads on the Roku channel, Voodoo, or Redbox. Um, but it looks like if you want like the real, like screw the ones with ads and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't look at, like it's on any of the normal streaming services. It's on Hoopla whatever the hell hoopla is. I don't know what, what hoopla is. So where'd you watch it then? Well, I bought it on Apple. I like bought ah. the movie. Like, cause I tend to like, I will look to see if it's available streaming free somewhere, but it, once I've chosen a movie, like if it's not, I, I will go ahead and purchase the thing. It's available. I, from, I have a lot of purchased movies on Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. You know, uh, it's available to rent from you know, all the usual Apple, Amazon, Google play, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. And uh, available to buy from all of those as well. Uh, and a few others. Um, I mean, I, I, I have purchased several, I mean, it's at least a hundred films yeah I've, I've got i've got a bunch too and the way i look at it okay look for first of all i understand you save a couple bucks by renting but i i just will not rent because the, like they have the whole thing you have to like oh the amount of time it's a pain in my ass yeah you have to finish within a certain amount, a certain of, time amount of time and blah, blah, blah. yeah and the a... way i watch movies like like this one i watch straight through from beginning to end but very often like i'll watch 15 minutes half an hour and then come back <gasps> to it yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, <gasps> okay, that's enough. <laughs> My dog wants to have some input on this. Um, in any case, I, I'll, I'll take a break. I might be a few days before right? I come back to that movie again. And the rental model just does not work for me. It, like, seems, I mean, I, I, I've it, seen I, some where they I say, have, well, I you're going to have a rental it. for 30 days or six, you know, I've seen some 30 day rentals, yeah. which are rare, you know, uh, on, on, uh, online. And I'm like, you know, that those make sense to me. Okay. Maybe. I'm like, if you're going to give me like, you know, uh, a, a no, number but, of days or but whatever, I just don't but... want to think about it. I just don't no, want to no, no. think. I, I don't want to. So, I mean, for the most part, I'm with you. I, I just looked up, I have 162 purchased movies mm -hmm. from iTunes. 
And, and you know, and look, and the way I look at it too, like I mean, this this particular movie, it, it's an older movie, it's an arty movie, it's not a big blockbuster. The purchase price for Lion is seven ninety nine. Like if if I were back in the old days, if I was going to go to the theater, I'd I'd spend so much more than that, you know. Oh hell yeah! So Jeez. like I, I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it again. Like it was really good, but it's not the kind of movie you're going to watch over and over and over again. Right. Um, but you know, it was it worth eight bucks for a couple hours of entertainment. Sure. It was. Yeah, it was not good. It was worth eight bucks. I would have paid 20. There you go. So, okay. Anyway. Um, so I think we should take a break at this point and then, breaky, uh, breaky, breaky. Oh, well you should. Yeah. Yeah. What? Was the was the Smokey and the Bandit? Did they have the like the breaker breaker stuff in that one? Or yes, of course they did. Yeah, okay, so you know that, that's what that's what you need to do, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you know any of that? You want to go into the break doing that? Oh God! <laughs> no. Okay, no, you're late. No, Forget it. No, I, I'm late. I'm late. <laughs> um. Okay, we will be back, and then we we will continue. Yes, 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 Yvonne. Break. I mean, I've had a lot on my plate, okay? (laughs) Anyway, we will take the break, and when we come back, we will continue just sort of alternating topics, but we will move into a bit more of the newsy type of things. Right? Right. Newsy things. Newsy. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, here is a break. Break. Do, do, do. This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has lots of fun videos. Alex Emzilla is awesome and great. I love his videos. And they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emzela is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X E. L A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do. Okay. And you know, before we get to the real topics, a, you had mentioned a little while ago, like Alex should give me a quiz on the movie or whatever. And the yes. titles. Yeah. I just want to mention right now he, for, for the weekend, he has his friend Kaylin over like she about once a month, she comes and spends the whole weekend here. And the first thing he did, when she got here, was give her quizzes. There you go. You say? <laughs> Apparently, he likes to be a control freak. Yeah, I mean, and he gave me know. a quiz too. He gave me a, a close reading quiz <laughs> where I had to read a chapter of something that he had written <laughs> that he'd read, read read to me multiple times before. But he was like, "Every time I ask you about the things and <laughs> what I've written, you <laughs> you you are not remembering. You're not getting the answers properly." So Damn this. It. So this time you're reading chapter one and then I am giving you a comprehension quiz to make sure you understood what was in the chapter I wrote. Oh, Jesus, little fucker. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, Yvonne, 
what do you want to go for first? All right, I'm going to start in something not, you know, uh, of of the bad, you know, news that it's happened this week. Okay, okay. all right. Because there's been plenty of that. Uh, there's, there's been plenty of that. It's been horrible. So I'll start on some of the non, you know, horrible news. Okay. Yes. So I was right. Yes. Fucking give me all the credit here. Twitter Musk. Yes. So now, what's, come so on. what's the update? It, well, listen, there's still things listen, happening. Listen, come on. Now, come on. I give you credit. Eva. I mean, come on. I, I mean, a little credit. Listen, I went and I called that. It wasn't like, oh, later, whatever. I went, I called that out the moment that the damn deal. I mean, I, as everybody's like freaking out, but I'm like, all of you are morons. This thing, there is no way to close this deal. He's a fucking blowing out his ass. And I was right. So bottom line, like what's he trying to pull out of it? The moment the company is counter suing him to make him try to complete it. There's the, there's all these fees that he supposedly has to pay for pulling out and not doing it. What's bottom line. Uh, when this started, and there was somebody in Bloomberg who did the same analysis uh, and conclusion that I did uh, in, a, in, a, in a lengthy story, and he went in detail and also uh, had documented what had happened in cases where uh, what just happened with Elon happens, that he says that he's kind of going to call off the deal. Basically, they will drag this out in court for whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot. they will never be able to force him to close, and they will arrive at some kind of deal. Uh, where Elon will have to pay, uh, you know, a couple of billion or something or whatever to them, a couple, whatever the breakup fee is, and walk away from it. And but that'll, pro- but that's probably five years down the line because they're going to hold right. this in court. Oh yeah, forever. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, or they more. Will drag this or or more, whatever. And look, anybody who had to be about uh, 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 around Elon, listen, Elon couldn't be that stupid himself to believe that this was a good deal. Like right now, you know. Maybe he thought it could have been six months ago. Maybe. But, I I mean, and it was a bad deal then, but not as bad. But right now, where the stock market has dropped, where his, you know, net worth has dropped, and how interest rates have soared, and he was going to have to, you know, borrow money or get you know combine all these investors into buying this business that just did not support have the cash flow to support the valuation that he that he put in okay it was going to cost them a ton of money and one of the things that has been going on that he has been talking about a lot recently is that uh tesla has been on an expansion and he called the expansion the words he used something about how these new factories are just like money ovens, money blast furnaces, something like this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was some kind of like, you know, wording implying like, you know, how they're just burning up through money. And when you see that going on and the stock, you know, at Tesla falling almost close to 50%. And the price of this just being so bad, I'm sure that you know his advisors told him, "Listen, whoever whoever financially got his ear, or he did the math and said, let 'Let's see. Okay, so I I okay, great. So I I I I did this now. So if I go through with it, I'll probably lose 
20 billion. Or I could just say, fuck this right now and cut my losses at a couple of billion. Mm-hmm. And he did that math and said, fuck this, whatever. I'm better off just saying no, walking away and giving him a billion or two, whatever, and and not going through with this. Bottom line. I mean. Yeah. So now what does, what's the long-term impact on this whole rigmarole and what's gone well over the last few months to Twitter as a company <laughs> after this? Because they've been screwed over just by talking to this guy. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and that was the reason why I was so surprised that the board went and instead of using the defenses they had in front of them and just basically saying no uh, to to the bid uh, that that they, that they went along with this, because there's been a lot of employee turmoil at Twitter uh, related to this deal in terms of resignations uh, loss of people, uh, you know, just quite a lot of turnover and turmoil. Um, so, uh, I, I, I think that the, the, on the plus side, this is less damaging than if they had gone through with this. I mean, you already heard a whole <laughs> bunch of the pronouncements that, that Elon had made. You know, Twitter's one of the companies that had decided, you know, early on a long time ago, hey, we're going virtual. Nobody's going back to the office. Right. OK. And and over and the last course, few weeks, you know, Elon you and know, his rage against work at home. Exactly. I mean, the, the, I, there have been reports that he has gone as far as actually uh, if employees aren't showing up to their office to work, that they are marking him. As absent, they're sending them reports, and basically they're like, "Look, show up or be terminated." And so, I mean, think about that and what that what the hell impact that would have had on the Twitter culture at this moment. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the: I, I'm trying to imagine getting that message from my work, and luckily they're being really. I think they're being very forward, at least in my part of the company, about this kind of stuff and doing a good job. But I, I, I imagine getting that message. Would I go in? Yes, I would go in, but I would be so pissed. unhappy and yeah. so pissed. You can absolutely guarantee I would be spending a couple hours a day looking for another place to go at, for as long as that lasted. Exactly. I, I'd be like, you want me to what? And you're keeping track of it and you're like taking attendance. Fuck yeah, you're taking you. attendance. Exactly. Yes. That's what they're doing at uh, over there. They're, ta they're taking attendance. Fuck your job performance. We're taking attendance. I mean, basically, you know, I should just, you know, I, I, I actually we had we had an employee do this uh, at, at HP. Uh, they they actually um, had sent somebody else to be sitting at their queue. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, they they had somebody else sitting at their queue. Uh, the guy uh, basically uh, uh, was selling real estate uh -huh. uh, while supposedly holding down a full-time job and had somebody that worked in, for him in real estate sitting at his cube at the office. Nice. And, and the guy was in HR. So, uh, I mean, some people finally noticed and were like, who is this guy? That's beautiful, Elon. That's beautiful. I know. So anyway, um, you know, uh, I, 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 
so th- these kinds of like uh bad deals bad mergers you know they're better off when they don't happen oh let me ask a question um because because this relates to like well for the employees who are still at twitter what now because the company is of course suing to try to make the deal go through like you said that's going to be in court for years and probably will never happen they'll probably get a settlement yeah why wouldn't the company just say okay fine you're out. The terms say you you have to pay us a billion as a breakup fee. Pay us the billion. We're done. As opposed to because trying get to go more to money court and make way. it happen anyway. They, because they'll get more money this way. Okay. Um, and, and because he will probably refuse to pay. And the only way to force him to pay is to actually. Uh, is to, to sue. Because he, he, what, what he's doing, he's not getting out and just saying, oh, well, I've decided I'm out. I'm going to pay the breakup fee. No, he's he's claiming that there are a lot, you know, that, that there have been some false representations, supposedly. Right. And, and so that's why he's backing out. And so that's why he doesn't owe any money, mm. which is all bullshit. So now for, for the employees of the company, though, what, what what's this message say to them? Like, it's like, it's not phew. This isn't going to happen. We will return to how it was and we will be better again. And don't worry about all that Elon stuff. Instead, you've got the board saying, no, 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 we want Elon. Bring him back. Look, I, I, um, and by the way, we'll be in lawsuits for years about this. Uh, it's a great question. I don't know what, um, you know, I, I really don't know what, uh, what they're going to do. I mean, honestly, the board itself showed it showed itself to be pretty uh, useless when they went and they just Elon came in and met with them and they just rolled over and said, oh, OK, here you go. Um, you know, we're we're paying, you know, we'll make, we'll make a deal. And I was like, what? And the reason why I was like, what was because I, I thought that he was just jerking them around. I mean, that's the reason. No other fucking reason. Since the beginning, I thought he was jerking him around. And so what the hell? You're jerking, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's jerking you guys around and you just accepted this. And and it was very obvious this was going to be the end outcome. So I don't know what, you know, the CEO needs to go back to the board and people and you know, tell them, Hey, you know, I don't know what bullshit message motivation <laughs> you want to tell them, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was a mistake, but you know, we're here and I, I, I don't know. I, I will say this on, on, on a positive thing. Twitter had actually been doing pretty well after Jack Dorsey left. Okay. I mean, financially. Yes. Uh, revenues had been going up. Uh, engagement had been going up. They had actually been doing pretty well. And and also, for whatever the hell of reason, Jack Dorsey seemed to have a vendetta against the company mm. itself. Because he seemed to be on Elon's side on this whole thing as well. Uh, for a lot of his pronouncements. And so, I think... You know, they still have their CEO. And um, 
you know, he's got to somehow figure out how he's going to step up and tell people how they go forward. I think it's possible uh, to do that. I, I recently saw in the last couple of years where um, uh, Xerox have been trying to buy HP. Okay. And that, that and that rolled around for a while, and some people thought it was going to happen. Whatever, blah blah blah. And the deal, the deal fell apart. Okay, it it, it, it never happened. Okay, uh, and you know, people had been saying that the HP CEO didn't know what he was doing, direction and so forth. But you know, he 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 sat down and he steered the company uh, in a positive direction, where the company has been doing much better than it's done in a long time. Like okay. right now, uh, because the PC business improved because one of the things that actually improved a lot, uh, during, uh, COVID uh, personal printer sales went up a lot. Mm, right. Cause suddenly people actually needed them at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they're right. Oh, cause because if you only had an occasional need to print something personally, you'd just do it at work. Exactly. <laughs> it's all, yeah. all of a sudden they weren't going in and I'm like, shit, I need one of these at home. Okay. Yeah. So, so HP has actually done in, in this, in this market pretty darn well. And so, you know, uh, so, so that's been there. And so they, they had that hanging over them and they figured a way out of it and, uh, and they've survived. You know, they've thrived, you know, at this point. So it's possible. Okay. It definitely, I, I think it's possible. Mm. But, you know, the CEO needs to sit down with his board, figure out what the hell they're doing, and then sit down with people and give them some, you know, fill in, fill back those, you know, vacancies of people that left. Maybe bring some of those people back that left. Okay. Because they definitely left because, you know, Elon Musk was, was trashing, you know, Twitter executives left and right. Right. And so, you know, they were like, fuck this. I'm out of here. You know? And the stock had, you know, gotten a uh, a positive bump, uh, it, it, you know, from Elon's announcement, you know. So th- the stock had gone up. Now, the one thing is, you know, how big the skepticism was that this deal was going to close is that that the stock price never got really close to the price that Elon offered. And right. that's what I always said was the biggest signal of how little confidence people have in this deal is that it never got close. It never really got close. It was so far away from that price the entire time that it was just everybody that, you know, with money that, you know, looked at this said, you know what? I don't believe this asshole. This ain't happening. And so eventually it, uh, it didn't happen. So, so there you go. And then Ivan once again is right. <laughs> okay. I, I like being right. Uh, it, it is, it is nice. It is nice yeah. to be right. Yeah. You know, sometimes being wrong can be nice too, but in fewer situations. I, I mean, it depends on what it is, you know, like, you know, I, I I've got, you know, on the politics stuff, I've got all kinds of doom and gloom predictions. I would be thrilled to be wrong. Right. Exactly. You see, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It could, you know, it could be, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff. You're like, eh, I want to be wrong. You know? Exactly. Could I be you, wrong? 
you know, on these. So it's like, yeah. So, okay, my so, turn. Yes, your turn. I think I will also defer just a little bit longer all the like negative stuff. Um, and you know, I, I, the in the cold open of last week's show. Uh, you know, we mentioned briefly, like I'm doorbelling with my wife and, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting back there holding the stuff. Um, so I right. wanted to, I, I, you know, it's your job. You just it's carry my job. I just, I just carry the stuff and like, I help with the doorbell since, you know, for anybody tuning in new, she like sprained her ankle. So she's, she's got one of these little knee scooter things, but like those don't do well on stairs. So like. You know, if she's going up to a house that has stairs, I would like run up and ring the doorbell and hold the little pamphlet and you know, whatever. Um, but I just wanted to talk about a little bit the experience of doorbelling itself, because I had otherwise I've been helping my wife with other stuff like putting out signs and things like that. But I typically have avoided the like doorbell and talk to random human beings because like that that's just not something i'm super comfortable with to be honest uh you know, i'll do it when well, I nobody is Look. nobody is it takes a while to get used to it i have yeah. done i have done a little bit of it and like occasionally like when i've gone up to a door like somebody's opened it like i haven't rung the doorbell but they've opened it right in my face when she's not there when i was just going to drop a pamphlet and not actually talk to anybody but well, since well, you're they not opened the door aluminum siding and you're not a jehovah's witness so you've that got is that going true. for you that is true but um but in any case so i hadn't been doing much of the doorbelling with her i'd been doing other things and but with uh with the ankle i'm like i been with her a lot over the last few weeks and i just have a couple observations about the process so first of all just uh to to know how this is done um you know and th this is no big secret like both parties do this and have all kinds of databases you don't want to have you don't want to waste tons of time doorbelling people who will never vote for you right um so they 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 have all these different proprietary systems to try to identify who is like in, in this case, my, my wife, Brandy is a Democrat. Uh, she's running for state rep. Um, you know, who is um, a likely democratic voter and uh, you know, and they, they have this thing called the Democrat score. It's basically at a zero to 100 thing. Like if you're a hundred, you're like, you're like the kind of Democrat who is 100% solid. You're going to vote every time. You're going to vote straight ticket Democratic. There's nothing, you know, those, those people are coming out. They're reliable. They're Democratic. Uh, zero is the opposite side. You know, they're reliable Republicans. They're, you're never going to convince them of everything. And like 50, 50, 50 is like, you know, the people who either are only occasional voters or, you know, could go either way, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, the people who generate these lists have different ways of trying to like predict that. Cause obviously, you know, you, you vote voter rolls and voter records tell you who's registered uh, in States that have a voter registration. They tell you which party they're registered with. Washington state here does not have voter registration. It has voter registration, but not, you don't declare the party. Uh, but you can tell, I think, yeah, you, you can't tell the party from that, but you, there are other sources of data that you can merge with that and figure that out. So you can tell if they voted, but not necessarily which way they voted, because that's, of course, private. Um, but you generate this score. And when you're targeting to go out doing this kind of doorbelling, you know, you want you don't want to waste your time like uh, and, and the zero to 100 score, you, like 
there's no point in going to a, a, a someone scoring a zero. Like they're a diehard Republican. They are not going to be converted by you, no matter what you say. You know, you may even be like putting yourself in danger by knocking on their door for all you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and they, they've been playing with the targeting of, uh, you know, the doorbelling and stuff. And for, for a very short period of time, they had the targeting going down as low as 30 because, you know, the notion was, you know, this is a purple district. Yes, you want to get out the vote of Democrats, but you want to take some of those people that are wobbly in the middle and reaching out to them and talking to them may help bring some of them over to your side. Um, but we discovered that once you hit 30, you're hitting people who are like asking you about Dominion voting machines and every other conspiracy oh, theory in the world. Uh, yeah, it's not, so, uh, so it, it adjusted the targeting a little bit to like cut out the 30s. Maybe 40 is okay, but 30, okay, at that point, you got yeah, like, yeah, you're, you got you're, the crazies. You, you, yeah, you know, yeah, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Wait, like, yeah, like even if she has a nice little conversation with the person, they're not voting for her. No. <laughs> You know, uh, but, uh, it, but following her around, what was very interesting, like, you know, my personal reaction, just to be clear and, you know, people know, like I'm not one to want to have conversations with people to, that come to my door. Right. Like I will literally, if the doorbell rings and I am not expecting somebody, will hide. I hide. I absolutely positively hide. I make sure I am not in, in view of the door of any windows. I will like, and I'll, I'll just sort of hunker down and wait for them to leave. Okay. <laughs> now, if I'm expecting somebody whole different story, but if some random person comes and rings a bell, no, 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 I am not coming out to talk to them. They could be persistent and ring that doorbell over and over and over again. I no, no, nothing. I'm so I'm sorry. No, I am hiding, and <laughs> oh god, okay. And you know, my dog will be barking at them. My car will be in the driveway, but I'm like, the nope. alarm will be going off in the car. You're <laughs> yeah. you're you're like hiding under the bed. Okay, car, yeah. I'm like, nobody's it. here. Nobody's here. Nope, nope, not here. <laughs> um, you know, and, and like it on the off chance they catch me. Like they ring the doorbell and I'm obviously there. Like they can see me through the door window or whatever. Then I'm like, crap. Because I, 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 I will I will not run away if they have clearly already seen me. Okay. Uh, but then, so, so you will make a break for it, basically. No, if, no, if they saw you, no. If okay. they have actually seen me, then I'm like, shit, I have to open the door. Damn it. Um, but... I will then try to absolutely minimize the interaction, right? Like I will, it, it, you know, if, if they're trying to hand me something, maybe I'll take it. But if they ask me any questions, it's a yes, no answer. I'm not engaging in any conversation and I'll be like, oh, no, thank you. Not interested by click, close the door. <laughs> okay. I, I don't even care what it is. Even if it's something that I otherwise would be interested in, I'm done. Okay. I'll give you another example of that kind of thing, by the way, just, and I know this is a tangent, but like I've been bombarded <laughs> by ads. We're, we're great at tangents. Yeah, we're great at tangents. Like, I mean, our, our show is a whole tangent. I have been bombarded by ads online in Facebook and TikTok for, 
you know, a Washington state like solar subsidy program to get like solar stuff on your roof and stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, because apparently like there's some state program that helps subsidize whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at one point, like my son, Alex was like, just, just click the thing, find out. It would be cool. We can get the solar, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Get the damn solar. Okay. Get Get the damn solar. So I clicked on the ad on TikTok. And it took me to a website to fill out a contact form or whatever. And, um, you know, and I, I was, I was a little upset already at that point. Cause it was like, click here to find out if you're eligible, whatever. And I was hoping for like a little quiz to find out if I was eligible, but no, it's like a contact oh, form. Oh, so they call you. Ay, so ay. they, so they can call me now. Actually, oh. they did not call me. They texted me, okay. which I'm like. Okay, I can deal with the text. I can deal with text. Okay, all right. But in the text, they tried to arrange a phone call. They're like, well, <laughs> when when can we call you? When can we call to talk about this? And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Send me the information. <laughs> or like, send me a webpage that I can take a little quiz to find out if I'm eligible or whatever. Like, well, And they're like, well, well really, it's... on the phone that they can't sell you the aluminum siding. And, and, well, and I'm like, I, I well look, I'm, I, I don't want to get on the phone. Like, tell, tell me, tell me, you know, what I can do online to investigate this thing further. And they're like, well, we really do need to call you, sir. And I'm like, well, in that case, I'm not interested. Goodbye. <laughs> there you go. So, yes. So anyway, but my point is with this, getting back to the doorbelling, that apparently lots of people aren't like me. You know, because, you know, they're, they're, they're certainly like, you know, and we're walking around potentially, you know, there are lots of people who aren't home. There are lots of people where you just leave the thing under the doormat, like the little pamphlet, or it's not a pamphlet, it's a little card, whatever it is, the thing that gives some basic information about her and says she's running, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sometimes you just leave the thing. uh, And that's cool. Um, But a non-trivial amount of time people actually do answer the door. And like, I'm like, wow, who knows? And then about (laughs) like, I would never fucking do that. Look, I mean, you know, they're not jumping out the back door. I mean, what the hell's wrong with these people? (laughs) Exactly. But like (laughs) now about half of the people, First of all, like I, I have not been with her on any of these ones where she ended up with the, uh, the, the, the conspiracy theory people. Um, but the ones I've seen about half of them just sort of politely say, Oh, nice to meet you. Thank you. And take the little literature thing that we have to give out. And then that's the extent of the conversation, but the other half of people that answer. And again, so like probably 75, 80% people not home. And like, so let's call it 75% not home. 25% is actually home. Half of that 25%, just a short interaction. They take the stuff, they say thank you and are polite. The other half of the people who are actually answering the door are eager to get into nice little conversations. And, you know, cause you know, the, the, the standard introduction that my wife has basically says, Hey, I'm your state representative. I'm running to retain my seat. Uh, but I, I believe that, you know, getting out and talking to people is really important and I want to hear your concerns and your thoughts and understand what is blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Right. You know, she says it much better than I just did, but in in any case, Uh, but like a lot, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. But the, the, this other 
half of the people who answer are like, oh yeah, it's great to talk to you. Like my biggest issue is this, and I'm really concerned about this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And end up, yeah. And she'll have like a 10 or 15 con minute conversation with these folks. Um, and, uh, you know, and really you're, she probably should cut them a little bit shorter and move on and be able to get to more houses. But it's really interesting to me, the people who are eager to have those conversations and really are like ready right up front with like, oh yeah, my big issue is blah. And I care about this and that. And most of the time of the ones I've been walking around with, they've actually been fairly like aware of like local versus national and stuff like you. So you don't hear like the, you know, oh, my biggest issue is, you know, some national issue that a state legislature is not going to have any input in whatsoever. They're immediately like, oh yeah, like I, I'm concerned about the local homelessness problem. I'm concerned about, uh, you know, the school systems and what's happening in uh, with education and how the, you know, this kind of stuff and, you know, issues that are relevant and local and that a state rep could actually have some influence over. Um, and you know, some really good conversations and people, and I'm just shocked by like how everybody's nice. Like, and from what I, from what I've heard, even the people that have like the conspiracy theory crap, she's had nice conversations with them. They've been crazy, but you know, she's been able to have a nice civil conversation and whatever. And, um, but I, you know, I, I I've just been impressed by going by walking around I, I following her through this life skills as, as well at this, because I, I don't know, you know, look, I got to admit that if I'm doing this, I get one of these crazies, <laughs> and, you know, and they start giving me a hard time. I'm going to tell them, listen, what the fuck is wrong with you? What kind of a moron? Are you? I, yeah. Well, the, the way the way she, she has told me how she's handled some of these folks, and you know, okay, and, yeah. and, and and you know, for like they bring up the Dominion voting machines, and it's like, well, you know, actually, sir, you know, Washington State is an all mail in state. There are no voting machines at all, let alone Dominion voting machines. So that's really not an issue in this state. And and then they're like, well, how how do I know what's happening to my vote? And she's like, well, you can go to this website and you can see this and that, and you can you can verify that it's been counted and blah blah blah. And they're like, oh, oh, really? Now, yeah, I don't know that you make any real headway there, but at least you, you know, and 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 certainly, I mean, maybe she just had a run of good luck with some of these people, but. You know, uh, you, you respond by like, well, but, but here's the thing. She does have, it, here's what something I look, she has, a a a, a, a well reasoned prepared argument. I mean, she's going in there like, because I'm going in here, like I'm talking about it. We're not exactly show prepping here, okay? All right, what do you think stuff comes up, okay? You know what? I'm like, oh, somebody said this. I'm like, well, you're a fucking moron, okay? Well, if I'd be doing this for my job and I would get objections about a product or something, mm -hmm. I have obviously a, a much more reasoned and prepared thing to say that it's not you're a fucking moron. No, really? Yes, I do. And, 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 you know, I, I've been amazingly enough because I prepare in advance and I, 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 I prepare my conversation and sometimes I, in my head, like, you know, 
practice objections and so forth, I have prepared things that I would counter when these things would come up. And your wife has done an excellent job of that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm look, I'm, I'm impressed with her knowledge of the local issues and how things work and who to talk to about what. So she can like, you know, I, I've heard other people like they'll, they'll ask something like, uh, one person asked something about, um, well, something that wasn't a state rep thing, but it was something that is like, look, you know, actually that is something that's not handled at the state level. It's handled at the county level. Um, and you know, your county commissioners would work on that. And I've, I've worked with several of them and I know they're working on this issue and, you know, I can pass along your concern to them and blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, it, it, so even if it's not like her thing, she can redirect them to the right resources yeah, yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. get wh- whatever on that. And, uh, so, it, cause she knows all the people and stuff too. It's, it's, it's weird, but, uh, um, but yeah, like the, the, but the main thing I want to say about doorbelling is it's a, first of all, yeah, like I can't imagine answering the door, but, but the people <laughs> who do answer the door, I have been really impressed by like how friendly and nice they are and what a large percentage actually, you know, cause I've said all the time, like, you know, cause reflecting my own experience that like, I don't know anything about local stuff. I don't know what the local issues are, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of the people that get doorbelled here immediately have, you know, right on the top of their mind when asked about like what their concerns are, have local issues that they can bring up right away and say, I'm concerned about X, Y, Z and what's happening with that. And lately what I've seen in the last couple of years, I think they've done the wrong thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad people have that level of awareness of some of these local issues because I certainly haven't in the past because I've been like all focused on national and international and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. uh, there certainly are quite a few people who know right away that they're like, you know, the construction over there. Like I heard one of the things that people comes up repeatedly in our area is the, the development of new housing. What is First of all, it's not enough. There's a, there's, there's a problem with homelessness. There's a problem with affordability. There's a blah, blah, blah. There probably needs to be even more housing. But even with what they've built, the infrastructure is not keeping up with it. So like they're building housing, but not building the necessary infrastructure to accommodate all of those new people who are coming into place. And so I've heard that repeatedly from people about how you're balancing that stuff. And, you know, so there, and these are, these are pure, no, I shouldn't say pure because these things happen all over the place. Did but you they say are very... developer, the development, developers. Yeah. All that comes into mind when you say developers is that I get Steve Ballmer in my head. No, 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 not the the people who not build housing develop- developments and stuff. Oh, not those. Yes, okay. yes, but uh, but uh, yeah, the, but uh, you know, these are these are issues that even if they have sort of equivalents all over the country people are very aware of what's happening in their local area and what's working and what's not working and they're ready to give feedback on that and so i've just been impressed by people that's all i want to say well there you go but nevertheless i would still run from the doorbell if my doorbell worked i think it broke a few years ago and we haven't bothered to fix it well my i have to admit that my doorbell I don't even have a doorbell button out there anymore. People have to knock. My doorbell's been broken for quite a while. I, I had a doorbell. It stopped working. And then I said, fuck it. And 
I gotta admit, I've never been like really enthralled with buying one of these ring doorbells for something or whatever. Yeah, and that's that's another thing, by the way, that I noticed not this time around doorbelling, but when I was putting out literature like uh, a month or two ago for something else, uh, the percentage of houses with those things is like skyrocketed. It's like they're everywhere. They're absolutely mm-hmm. freaking everywhere. Uh, even you know retrofitted onto old houses, on new construction, on where, wherever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. <clears throat> You know, I, I've got my Apple cam that has been up for like 20 years, but like right now it's inside my house. It, like if anybody was looking live at my website right now, they'd see me talking to you, you know, uh, not the outside, but like I've at various times had it outside, but it's a whole different animal. It's a whole self done thing. But like, as I was going to all these houses, I'm like, you yeah, know, maybe we should put one of those things in or, you know, one brand or another. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, Cause they're kind of cool. You can do some neat things with them. Uh, but you know, as it is, like I said, the actual doorbell broke and stopped working like years ago. I think we might've actually bought like a replacement, not like a ring or anything fancy, but just like a normal doorbell, mm-hmm. but we never put the damn thing in. Cause of course it would take 10 minutes and who's got 10 minutes. I mean, I just, never and then we lost up it. Because so, I've just been knows? like, I, I mean, they could knock. Yeah. Yeah. Our dog will let us know someone's there. Well, that's that's the other thing. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you have your dog. I mean, what as well? You don't need a damn doorbell. Except when he's asleep. He won't wake up uh, from uh, if he's asleep? It, it depends. Like, if somebody actually knocks, well, he will well, wake let up. Let me put it but... this way. He's about as reliable as a doorbell he used to have. How about think about it that way? There you go. Okay. Okay. Enough on doorbelling. Yvonne, you want to take uh, another topic real quick or you want to take a break first? The actual doorbells. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Next topic or break first, then next. Let's take a break first and then we'll. Okay. We will be back right after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzella. Alex Amzella is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzella is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Amzella is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, dad. Do, do, do! Okay, I'm back. And before we move on, I just... I should complete my statement since I spent that whole time talking about campaigning for my wife and stuff. Yeah. Uh, she's Brandy Donaghy. She's running for uh, the state representative for the 44th legislative district position one in Washington state. Uh, and you can go to vote Brandy and you can go to vote Brandy Donaghy.com uh, to see some more stuff. Uh, but um yeah, you can donate money to the campaign. Please donate money to the campaign. We need money. We need money to send out mailings and do all kinds of stuff. So anyway. Okay. 
So what are we going to talk about now? What yeah, are we- yeah you, you, your turn. It's my damn turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that not a subject, but I just said? I, that was not a subject. Um. Okay, Boris Johnson is gone. Okay. Oh yeah, Boris. Yes. Yes. I and mean, look, look, he'd he'd had so many scandals. And I think when we did our predictions for 2022, we both agreed that he would not leave because like the worst had to be over by then. Like he'd been through some stuff and he made it and he was going to at least make it another year. At least I think that was my prediction. Don't remember yours. But The the, the hits just kept coming. And just within the last week to two weeks, it deteriorated. And then just within like 48 hours, all of a sudden, like everybody and their grandmother was resigning. Right. And now it is gone, but not gone. Like he's resigned from the head of the party but is staying as prime minister until they pick a replacement. A lot of people, including in the conservative party were unhappy with that and thought he should have left immediately and let the deputy prime minister, uh, Dominic Robb become, uh, an interim prime minister until, uh, until they pick somebody longer term. (laughs) Um, and it feels like there may still be some things, things may still change, but at, at least at the moment, he's he's said he'll be he'll be out when they uh, pick a replacement. There's it's yet to be determined how long that's going to take. Um, is it going to be, you know, according to the current schedule, that might not be till September. Right. But there's a lot of pressure to move that in. Yes, they, I, that's what I heard that they were trying to do that a lot faster. But so. Uh, I, I think the uh, interesting uh, thing uh, about this is how it uh, finally came about. Given that a lot of people have made a lot of comparisons between uh, Boris and Donald Tr- Trump. Yes. Because basically they're both buffoons. <laughs> I mean, there's, it's just, I mean, uh, I mean, it was scandal after scandal after scandal. I mean, he, you know, Boris had a very long standing reputation of just being a dick. Mm. Um, I, I remember the first time I ever, uh, learned about Boris Johnson was, gosh, about close to, over 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago, because he had uh, become mayor of London. And uh, he was invited to be on the TV show Top Gear, which is okay. a, 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 a automotive show. And so he was invited to be on there for an interview. Um, and Jeremy Clarkson, who's the host of, of the show, and was interviewing him. And I think it's important to understand that back in about 15 years ago, Top Gear was the number one TV show around the world. 
Okay. Not, not as popular in the U S uh, and it did have a lot of, uh, important people come on the show. It was a car show and, uh, my, my son now is liking the episodes, especially because they like to blow up stuff. So he's, uh, so he's very keen into that, like right now. Um, and so I started showing him some of the stuff blowing up and, you know, he liked it. And Boris Johnson was on the show and they bought something whatever up. reason he, he didn't blow something up, but it was just his entire interview. I always, it, you know, it, I have seen a lot of interviews on that show, okay, over the years. I don't know why that interview stuck to my head. Just because this guy was the mayor of London, and he just sounded like a buffoon. And, I mean, he was just really a clown. And I'm just like, um, what the hell? You know, why are people voting this guy in? And... You know, this guy had started as a journalist. He was a magazine mm-hmm. writer. Um, you know, he wasn't the guy in politics and had made a whole bunch of money. And then for some damn reason, he ran as mayor of London. And it was at a time when um, the problem was also that the mayor of London before him, and it just seems like London gets mayors that are in extremes, you know, was a was a communist and was a <laughs> jerk. At the same time, okay. I I don't know the, about the history, so oh, I'll my trust God. you on uh, that. Uh, the The mayor of London before him was uh, was a a boorish guy. He was just my God. It was like the guy was an embarrassment. And so the thing is, is they went from that embarrassment to the Boris Johnson mayoral embarrassment afterwards. And I was just like, what the hell, man? Can't they get somebody to be? Major of London that isn't just a buffoon and a dick. And so, um, and when he when he became prime minister, it was kind of odd because you know they had asked him multiple times to be prime minister and he had refused. Um, and then this time he did, and I thought for sure he was gonna refuse to. Uh, but but he but he took it. Um and you take also his. He was one of the people that pushed for Brexit, but one of the things about him pushing for Brexit is that Boris Johnson isn't a true believer of anything. Right. At least it seems that way for sure. Yeah. He's just, you know, oh, this is what people like to hear me say. Oh, what? okay, great. Brexit, Brexit. Like you said, much like Donald Trump. Yeah. So there's a lot, you know, uh, that it seems that it, it's just yeah, the 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 parallel. And then, okay, so in the last few days, I, I mean, there have been calls for his resignation for a long time, and his popularity had like plummeted, and he had a really, you know, poor showing in a in a, a vote of no confidence recently. Yeah. I, okay? I mean, he survived it, but. By... And but not by much. And I believe we talked at that time about how, you know, previous history, Theresa May and also earlier, I think, as well, of people who, after surviving the vote of no confidence, they were still significantly weakened and did not last long after that. Right. Um, and in this case with Boris Johnson, I think the the latest thing that pushed it over the edge was 
one of the one of the people that he had put on board, I forget if they're a cabinet minister or what, but turns out there was this whole sex scandal associated with them. Uh, yeah. sexual harassment, yes. something, something, yes. something, well, that, something. Well, that, this was the last straw. Basically. Yeah. And, and, and basically Boris had denied that he knew anything about this part of the guy's history, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then it turned out that he actually did know about it and had decided that, uh, it was worth going forward with anyway, but he'd lied about it. And this is on top of various other things he'd lied about over the last few years. There was the, the whole party gate thing about, uh, you know, violating COVID rules and having parties and stuff and, you know, him, him denying it and then finding out later on that, of course he knew about all of it, et cetera. And, and so this is just thing after thing after thing seemed to pile up in it. And this was, like you said, it's the straw that broke the camel's back to use the cliche. And all of a sudden everybody was abandoning him. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I, I, even in the end, uh, the stories that were coming out were, uh, that he was going to resist, you know, to the, to the bitter end to leave. Yes. And and he he was saying that himself, you know, 12 hours before he actually resigned. Well, maybe, maybe 18. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even now, like a lot of people are saying what he actually has done is sort of a half-assed thing where, you know, if he was going to get out, he should have gotten out completely. And instead he's doing this thing that potentially gives him a few months to try to finagle something still. Look, or, a half-assed clusterfuck, I mean, is par for the course for this guy. I mean, you know, the the Brexit deal that is basically a shambles. The fact that, you know, he offered everybody that Brexit was going to be a win all across the board. Uh, financially, you're going to be better off. You're not going to owe anything. It's going to be easy. It's going to be better. And look, everybody is seeing right now how it's just turning into a financial disaster, a, a, a commerce disaster, a long-term economic disaster. It's just, it's just a negative across the board and how many of the things, even though that were agreed are unworkable. Uh, you know, they, they have one of the big things that have been causing a lot of friction with, with parliament was this whole problem with the Northern Ireland border. Right. And with the EU where it's turned into a clusterfuck. And so, so yeah, Boris finally, I guess, used up his ninth live, I guess. Yeah. Although again, it's, people are questioning, like, is he with potentially months left until he's actually out the door? Is there still going to be more crap? Look, I did hear that they were going to try to see if they could move up the price. You, you mentioned it could be until September. Yes. That they were trying to they see are, if they could get through this. Well, the, there's, there's a committee that is meeting next week uh, to try to revise the rules on how the conservative party picks a new leader. And there is extreme pressure on that committee to try to find a faster way. Um, cause the, the existing process is very involved and involves not just the members of parliament, but a whole bunch of conservative party members from across the country and, uh, you know, multi-stage processes and blah, blah, blah. It lasts a long time. And they're basically, you know, huge numbers of people saying, 
we really didn't even want to wait a day. We right. certainly don't want to wait months. Can we figure out something where we can get this done in a few weeks at least rather than like having this whole big, long prolonged process? Um, and I think there's depending on how things play out, there may be renewed pressure to I've heard people describe it as he could resign again. You know, like if more crap comes out over the next few weeks to a month before this whole process plays out, uh, he may be further pressured to to resign immediately as PM, uh, which would put into place things like, like I said, they, there, there's a deputy PM who can step in for a short period of time. It happened when he was sick with COVID a couple years ago, whenever that was. Um, it's not as tightly prescribed as what we have in the U.S. with the vice president taking over for the president. But there are mechanisms, right? Because you always have, because what do you do in the situation where, you know, the prime minister dies um, or or whatever? You have to have somebody who can take over right away. You can't wait three months. So there are mechanisms to do something faster. Um, but as long as he's not resigning or incapacitated or dead, um, the, you've he's, he's, he's there. And, you know, and the current rules say that that vote of no confidence couldn't be repeated for a year. Like before he actually resigned, that committee that was going to be meeting next week was specifically going to examine whether they could change the rules to make it so they could have another no confidence vote right away. <laughs> um, but in, instead now they're worrying about like, well, what are the rules for, uh, for, for figuring out a replacement and can we make it faster? Right. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, I, uh, I will say the night that this was happening, I stayed up till four o'clock in the fucking morning to watch that guy, like give his official little resignation speech, his official little resignation speech. And I was disappointed. It wasn't all oh that great a speech. God, Jesus. You expected him to get, I mean, the guy gets up. Well, you know, I, I will say this, it, it, it was interesting to watch because the, the main point of that speech, there was absolutely no like humility or taking the blame or whatever. He was all about how all of this was everybody else's fault and how disappointing it was to him that, you know, people sucked and didn't want him anymore. Well, yeah. So, you know, again, similarities to Donald. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like because you 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 could imagine you know coming out sort of humble. Okay, I'm leaving. No, no, no. That's not a Boris thing. That's not a Donald thing. That's not going to happen. Uh, so yeah, he was all just like you know defiant, even in the act of res resigning. Well, yeah. But by, by the way, the 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 guy that Boris replaced a, a, as mayor was Ken Livingston. Okay. Okay. And Ken Livingston, one of the, one of his claims to fame, uh, was uh, uh, one of his one of the the one that finally destroyed his political career was uh, he said uh, one of the comments was one about that uh, something about uh, Hitler being a a, a, a pro Zionist until he went mad. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 Ken Livingston that Adolf Hitler supported Zionism before he went mad. And I'm like, what? Okay. Th that, that was, 
uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, you know, he also said, uh, uh, Tory party was riddled. Oh, he's complained that the Tory party was riddled with homosexuals. The public should, (laughs) you know, the public should be allowed to know everything except the nature of private relationships, unless there is hypocrisy, like some Tory MPs denouncing homosexuality or they're indulging in it. Uh, he's also the guy that got rid of the double decker buses, which that's, I think probably oh, one wow. of the things that, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's that, like the repainting air force one thing. Basically. Yes. I mean, in London, yes. And that was one of the main reasons would started that people like completely despised him because he, he, he replaced the double decker buses. And that's the statement that I remember from Boris Johnson. That was the one thing he was talking about bendy buses. Okay. Which is a name that they gave the replacement bus, which are the articulated buses, the ones uh-huh. with the uh-huh. flex in the middle. So you replaced the double decker buses with those and people despised Ken Livingston be- because of that. Nice. Well, I, 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 it sounds like people like the new guy, Sadiq Khan. Yes, actually the new guy is very, very, very likable and uh, pretty, uh, pretty smart from the times i've heard him speak yeah so anyway i i, I and yeah. but you imagine you went from this guy who thinks you know oh yeah hitler was like pro-zionist uh to boris johnson to then to this guy which is pretty good i guess but, oh. so anyway uh boris right. is apparently boris is, on bye the bye way bye. out on the not, way not out yet not yet not on, yet. on the way out and uh, we'll see what mischief he can do before he actually leaves. Oh boy! Oh God! I... <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, my turn. Yep. Okay. Um, given the time, uh, I, let's let's just do um, a generic politics round um, because we got a couple things on that, like. Yes, we, we had the Highland Park shooting and all, all the usual stuff related to those kinds of events make me want to tear my hair out, you know, et cetera. Um, there was, you know, again, it was an emotional thing. Lots of people died. Uh, the, the, the kid who was left with both his parents dead, not not a good thing, but it's all the same stuff we always hear about, right? We, we, we did pass some gun stuff a few weeks ago. Um it's still this clearly a long way to go on that. Um, but on, on politics more generally, we got a couple bullet points on our list here. One that Yvonne pointed out the naivete and stupidity of those that say Biden shouldn't run again. We've got, um, the, okay. You want to pick that one? Well, I was going to, I was going to try to do a combination of the several. Well, let's go. Here. Let's go. Let, okay. Well, let's, let's start let's with that and then go okay, from there. Look, Cause look. I, cause I do want to hit like the, it's still, it's still the okay, economy look, stupid and some look, other stuff. Go ahead. Very simple thing. Look, look, it, it, the advantage of the incumbent is huge. Okay. All right. That's always been, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a fact driven reality. And the fact that, okay, who the hell are they want to replace them with? Okay. And, the, what most of the people that are saying that are 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 far left progressives, and I'm like, oh, so you think that if I put somebody in the mold of the a far left progressive, like you think that Bernie Sanders would have gotten more done than Biden? Does that guarantee one thing? 
that Bernie Sanders would have gotten a lot less done than mm-hmm. Biden did. So if that's what you're fucking like throwing at me, fuck off. Get the fuck away from me because you're not proposing a solution. But he would have been angrier. Oh, that's it. Yes, of course. He would have been angrier. I mean, it's a stupid. Look, here's the thing. Look, look, if you told me that there was a. I mean, are you telling. I mean, these people are not selling me Gavin Newsom, which, by the way, has been like making a lot of inklings. Like he's trying to go for a more bigger national, uh, 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 you know, profile. But, you know, which I actually like a lot of things about him, but he's got some negatives and he's got some baggage about some stuff that especially that happened during the co- during COVID shutdown. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's not exactly like untainted either, but I don't, I don't see anybody out there who like right now is like, well, Obama. And, yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. Uh, I remember like, I have not got my election graph stuff set up for 2024 yet. I need to get on it because things are moving, but you know, I remember very distinctly in 2020 during the Democratic primaries when you looked at the general election polls for everybody. I mean, one of the big factors for why everybody consolidated around Biden is he was the only one who was consistently winning against Trump. Exactly. Like everybody else in that Democratic primary race in the head to heads against Trump was we're losing, weak, was weaker than Biden at the very least. And some of them were losing badly to Biden. And like, I, I preferred Harris, but she was fucking losing in yes. all the head to heads against Trump. And oh, by the way, Harris's VP hasn't, yeah, yes. it hasn't turned out great. Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, it's you know, and we can argue about the reasons for that, but r- regardless, you know, that hasn't been like it hasn't helped. She hasn't been a star there, and all of the other people that we were talking about, you know, when you put them up against, they were just weaker than Biden. Bot- bottom line. Now, does Biden have all kinds of fucking issues? Or have I? You know, I said the day the show after Biden was elected. You know, before we got into all the rigmarole with like, you know, Trump trying to stay in power, but the the show after Biden was declared the winner, you know, I said clearly as soon as he's inaugurated, I'm going to have lots of complaints about Joe Biden. And probably my biggest complaints about Joe Biden are going to be about him trying, you know, not being aggressive enough and really trying to stick to the, let's try to make something bipartisan work a lot longer than I hope he would. And I think a lot of that has been played, has played out that way. Like I think Biden's made plenty of it. Biden's done plenty of things that I'm not happy with that. I wish he'd taken a different approach, but I still look around and say, well, what's the fucking alternative? Exactly. And, and I don't see it. And so, you know, all these people saying it are saying it without telling me, okay, great. You think he sucks? Who, who do you, who do you want? Okay, because I don't see the alternative. And oh, by the way, what you're trying to sell me on is basically trying to give the fucking presidency back to the GOP. So fuck you. And and, and look, I mean, we still got a ways between before 2024. I mean, Biden. For all we know, they could be dead. Yes. I mean, there's there's a non-zero chance both Trump and Biden will be dead by the time we get to 2024. Yes. It's, it's definitely okay? not a not, it's definitely not a trivial chance. And, and, and I'm not talking about like something nefarious. I'm talking about no, just, I'm talking they're about both just dying. 
you know, and, and, and yes, they both seem to be somewhat healthy at the moment, blah, blah, blah. But still, you know, just, Oh, I thought that about my dad and he's been like laid up freaking bed now you know well and 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 that's certainly one thing to keep in mind is that i mean hell this is true throughout your life but as you get older it's things that can happen very quickly become more and more likely you know yes in terms of you know just one day there's a heart attack you know or a stroke or whatever you know and again we we all know that those can happen at earlier ages too but the the chances increase as time goes on um, or how, you know, Biden fell off his damn bike a couple weeks ago. Right. You know, I mean, luckily there was no serious injury there, but there could have been. It, it, there could have been. I mean, it was, a. I mean, it was, just, I mean, I've done that fall. I mean, unfortunately, you know. Yes, I know. But like, right. y- you know, you, but no, you land wrong. TV, and, you land wrong. I mean, you know, but I've done, yeah, like I've done that one. Yeah, oops. Yeah. But you have not done that as a 79 year old. No, I have not. Right. And, you know, so, you know, the, the situation could con- completely change in the next couple of years. But and, and, you know, if Biden is out for health reasons or or hell, if he dies and we have President Harris, it completely changes everything. Right. Yeah. And we have to reevaluate everything. Um, but at the moment, you look around and you're like, OK, if we didn't have Joe Biden. If Ooh, Joe Biden okay. tomorrow said, I'm not running, we've got a shit show. <laughs> I would have said if Gavin Newsom hadn't done the stupid shit that he did during COVID. Okay. All right. Um, and, and I'm not talking about how long some places were shuttered or stuff. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the, the going dinner to the that he had and, yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of stuff. Then I would be like, you know, Newsom was a pretty good alternative. Uh, but he's got well, and, and, hell, like two years ago, people were talking about Cuomo and now oh, look at Jesus him. Right. Know. Look at exactly. I mean, definitely not fucking Cuomo. Yeah. I, I, I mean. Look, and, and, I, look, there are people in, look, I am, I'm 100% on board with the idea that the Democrats have to make a generational shift. Agreed. A hundred percent. I'm with you, but nobody is presented to me. You know, I, I, I haven't met who the hell these people are that I'm going to, I'm going to give, you know, the mantle to, I, I really haven't yet. Yeah. I, I mean, look, they're people I like, but I'm not sure they're people that I'm convinced would win. Right. You know, because and we need somebody that can win at this point right now, winning with a Democrat, somebody that is, you know, on the center left. Okay. All right. Is more important than getting the perfect candidate. Now, you know, look, the, the and center... If, and, if, and if what happened in the Supreme Court right now doesn't demonstrate that to you, I don't know what the hell does. Well, look, even, even center left versus further left, I think a big part of it is, it, it's not just the policy stuff. It's also... You know, the, the, the personality and who you can appeal to and how, what relationships you've built up now, even they're like, look, unless something big turns around, Biden's going to be weaker in 2024 than he was in 2020. Like, 
there, there are a lot of listen, listen, but, listen, but, I, it, you, it, listen, listen, we it, listen, you're way getting your uh, ahead of yourself right now. I have no idea what the hell 2024 is going to be like. Well, right like now. I said, it, unless something major changes, but two and a half no, years is a long time for things but, to change. Well, everything could change. The thing yes. is that, you know, using current strength right now to figure out what his strength will be in 2024 is, I mean, you know, you might as well just throw darts at a wall. We have no idea. I but mean, the, bar- the bar- but historically, historically. Yes. Okay. All right. Especially when we've been in situations like these economically, the reality is that by the time that that election rolls around, things have usually turned around. And what you've seen with a whole bunch of presidents that have had issues like in the first or second year like this, okay, is that usually they will turn around unless they've got, you know what, uh, uh, an Iranian hostage crisis or some shit like this, you know? Well, and, and also people have pointed out, I mean, and this is somewhat cynical, but if one or both houses of Congress do, as expected, go to the Republicans, it actually probably improves Biden's chances. Correct. Because he can then fight against Congress. Yes. As yes. part of the reelection campaign. Yep. Whereas part of the problem these last two years is he's had a Congress because they've con- quote unquote, controlled all three branches, but not with a filibuster proof majority. Like everybody says, well, the Democrats control everything and they've done jack shit and he gets the blame for that. And, you know, absent getting a trifecta with a filibuster proof majority, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, the you're going to still have that dynamic where the Republicans can block everything and then it's just like, well, what has he done for us? And we, we've talked before about how so many people don't understand the process. And all they see is I haven't gotten what I want. I, I put the Democrats in charge. They haven't done what I want. And so fuck them next time. Right. And it, and at least, you know, if you do have a, uh, a, a, at least one house in Republican hands, that potentially helps Joe Biden. Now, still, I, I, I still would prefer the Democrats hang on to both the house and Senate, to be honest, even if it weakens, uh, Biden a little bit in 2024, I think you deal with that separately, but, uh, but that's one of the potential dynamics at play. Um, and you know, but you know, like I said, though, even like Biden seems weak right now, who knows if you can turn that around, but again, I'm still not seeing the alternative. Like if, if there was somebody in the democratic party, like a governor or somebody in the Senate or of equal stature who was ripping up the airwaves, being inspirational and really exciting people and, and pushing for an agenda and suggesting things that should be being done by the administration that aren't being, then maybe I'd be like, Oh, okay. Maybe we should give that person a a look, but we don't have anybody like that. Right. You know, the the few people who managed to sort of get that sort of media attention, um, like are really green, like, like AOC gets a lot of positive media attention. I may or may not agree with her on X, Y, or Z, but she does handle media well and handles getting attention well and all of that kind of stuff. She's really good at that, but she's also, she's got so much yet to learn. 
you know, it's not just that she's also got a, a lot, a, a lot yet to learn, but it's also the fact that we, we, you, we go back to what you were saying, who pulls that can win. Yeah. And you know, she what? would not, she wouldn't, she, she wouldn't. wouldn't. Okay. No. And because as and, many you know, people as she would excite, she would turn off a, a, another just as heavy group that would vote for a Republican just because she was running. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I, it, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you can't, you know, again, this goes back to that this whole thinking, stating back to the first question is the same fucking thinking that got us fucking Donald Trump for four years has got us a Supreme Court that we've got right now. Now, and I am fucking done with people that don't realize that. Now, two more things real quick. One, one sticking at the presidential level for a second. Um, There are increasing rumors that Donald Trump is not going to wait until next year to announce what he's doing with the presidential run, but that he may do it as soon as the next few weeks uh, and announce that he is running. And a lot of the conversation around that seems to be along the lines of he wants to officially throw his candidacy into the ring right away as a counter to the stuff the January 6th committee is coming up with. And as a defense against potential indictments, because he's hoping. I, 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 I think that sounds like a terrible idea. You know, if he thinks that that's. He's hoping that if he is an official candidate, I, the Justice Department will think twice about indicting him. I, I think that that is moronic in his thinking, number one. But I, I will say, I thought actually. It was more to freeze a lot, of, freeze more people in the field. Also because, that, also that, because I, DeSantis I was, has been coming up on him. Because DeSantis isn't just coming up on him. DeSantis is out, is out trumping Trump in many cases. Okay. Right. Well, I, I'm talking about like on, on, on like national primary Republican polls, uh, DeSantis has cut in half the gap between him and Trump that existed a few months ago. Exactly. And so I think that that's, that's a, that, I think that, I, I think that, that is, you know, like right now, I would say that probably he's got to be right up there as one of his biggest concerns right now because he keeps like pushing it off. But, uh, you know, the DeSantis has been making a lot of inroads. Uh, somebody said I saw recently basically the same thing I said, uh, I think a month or two, you know, whatever we talked about this that you asked me about whether I was scared about. DeSantis uh, being president, and the one thing that I said, the difference between DeSantis and and Trump is that, well, you know, he, he's not going to at least take a mob to the Capitol in order to stay in power. Mm-hmm. That's about it, basically. I well, mean, I, I would, I would know. add on top of that, though, that he he may not be that level of crazy, but he's also smarter. So he may be oh, yeah. more more effective at actually oh, my God. getting that, things that, done. That's than been Donald the one Trump. thing. Listen, that's been the one thing that he has demonstrated over and over that that he is smarter than Trump in terms of getting the kind of shit that he wants, you know, done, and also at the same time knows how to play people to you know uh, fight over stuff, but then get stuff done that he needs to do it, but then just change the name. So it doesn't sound like he is kowtowing to 
a democratic uh, thing, like resiliency. Right, right. and resiliency. There, there was of another one that he did. Yeah. yeah, there was another one that he did recently. Again, with the same shit. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I saw it, and I'm like, "What a fucker!" <laughs> but he keeps doing that same shit over and over again. Yeah, because I, I, I think one of the things is, you know, we, if DeSantis wins instead of Trump, we are still not going back to and probably will never go back to sort of the traditional Republicans. No, no, we're not no. getting Reagan or Bush. You no, know, no, no, we, we, are, we are getting this whole new proto fascist white nationalist, you know. Christian nationalist may be a better term for it. Yeah. Um, you know, movement and what we would potentially in for be in for is somebody who would do all the same damaging things, but be better at it, but be better at it. But at the same time, he's not, uh, at the same time, you're not going to worry every morning about whether he's going to nuke Paris or whether right. exactly or or whether he's suddenly going to you know be using the justice department to do x y to to try to have a coup you oh, know? Or, or 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 sink the irs on the guys that he just fired yes which we just have very good inkling May have happened because exactly. the odds of it happening for anybody who doesn't know, he uh, it was reported that some super intense, very rare IRS audits uh, were done against Comey and McCabe from uh, uh, by by the IRS, uh, uh, you know, back during the Trump administration. And the right odds, after the odds of it even happening to one of them are exceptionally low. The odds of it happening to two of them are astronomical. So they're has to be some sort of shenanigans going on there and it's now being investigated. Right. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing that at, at least they'd be more subtle about it. <laughs> they right. may still do all kinds of shenanigans, but Donald Trump, you know, had no conception of trying to do things in a careful, considered way that could have plausible deniability. He just, ramrodded through everything and that's part of why like he's looks like he's getting caught i mean we'll still see what's going to happen with that but you know and, and even even with his sort of mafioso language that avoids direct accountability but we'll see we'll see, we'll see. um the the other and last thing i wanted to mention um because we're about at our target time now um is you know, to go back to the old phrase, it's the economy stupid. It's still the economy stupid, apparently. We've had a number of polls come out at a national level, and I, I happened to see a local level one, too, and it lined up with the national things in terms of asking people what their most important issues are. And even after the Dobbs decision on Roe, you know, the top items are all economy related. Yeah. It's inflation, economy, jobs, blah, blah, blah. You, abortion is like way down there still in terms of being people's top issues. Uh, it, you know, 
election integrity way down there, you know, defending democracy way down there. All of these things are like, you know, dwarfed by economy, 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 you know, and, and so, you know, so we still have that dynamic as we're heading into November is not that far away at this point. Um, as we're heading into the November elections, um, just what the general state of the economy is when we get to November is going to make a big fucking difference. Um, I know there, there are a few signs, uh, Yvonne had pointed on the curmudgeons corner slack, uh, to things about, you know, gas prices starting to recover, various other industries, prices starting to have downward pressure again, et cetera. Uh, so, but how much people are feeling by November or not, I, it was still going to make a huge difference. Um, like over and over and over again, all of these other things that were like, well, this huge thing happened, like Ukraine is happening or abortion is happening or this or that or that. And you're like, won't that make a powerful difference in the situation so far? The answer is no. Well, I mean, it's I mean, still early on Dobbs, but like, and, and things have moved like maybe half a percent on the generic ballot, but that's not very much yet. And not, you know, it has to be a lot more, uh, to, to make a big difference here. It, it, it just seems like overwhelmingly the economic stuff, like overwhelm everything else, even though it's like one of the things that both Congress and the president actually have very limited ability to impact in the short term. I mean, the, the, a lot of the levers that are being used that the, the, the don't move that quickly, and so therefore, um, yeah, it, 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 they're also at the mercy of markets and other things. Mm-hmm. Also, the Fed, but yeah, and what they're de- they've been deciding to do with with inflation now. Now, the Fed's been very, being very aggressive, and and look, the the indicators. Are moving downward sharply pretty quickly in terms of inflation okay you know the things that sam was saying that i was sharing are like things like for example airline ticket prices all of a sudden are like on a downward slope chip prices are on a downward slope uh you know gasoline prices are on a downward slope and uh housing price uh, housing has started cooling down used car prices were uh, all of a sudden cooling off pretty quickly as well so there's just a lot of pricing indicators that are showing that there's a significant cooling off in a lot of the stuff that had been pressuring inflation. Um, but you know, I, I don't know, it's early July right now. I don't know if that translates into visible palpable stuff that people you know, really see, which the biggest thing that they see is gas prices, but seasonably seasonally also, Gas prices do trend down towards September, October. They're always higher in the summer than they are the rest of the year. Exactly. So, so there, that may be, yeah, that, that is a, a big headwind that, that gasoline, it's very visible. Um, it may well be that, yeah, I, I'm going to say, I do think that gas will dip, you know, regular unleaded will be below $4 a gallon by September. I really think so. Because in some parts the, of the country, it already is. Yeah. So, um, in the places the that have the cheapest gas. Yes. Right, right. But the average. The yeah, average. yeah. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure it is going to be under $4. So, if that's the case, then all of a sudden that, that pressure from that starts easing off 
the job numbers from last month were actually pretty good still. Uh, the issue is labor participation uh, still. But you know, everybody had been talking about that one of the big problems right now is that child care is still very difficult. And it's why uh, labor participation rates are still not where they where they are and where they where they were and look this labor shortage all of this stuff ain't you know i don't know i've talked about it at nauseum or whatever but you know uh, about the reasons but i i think the one thing for people to understand it's it's global uh to the, today i was seeing a story how uh at Schiphol airport in amsterdam uh for the month of july they had to cut maximum passenger capacity that could go through the airport. And a lot of airlines have been cutting flights there in large part because of staffing issues. Mm-hmm. They just can't, they're, they're not being able to get enough workers to man the airport. So they cannot go, they had to cut the number of daily passengers by like 10,000 people because they just couldn't process them. Like right now they had been at a number that lines were snaking so long People are miserable that they said, no, we, we don't want to do this. Look, airlines have to, we, we just can't, you have to cut flights. We, we can't handle this many. And it's a labor shortage again. Mm-hmm. So this is a problem everywhere. Right. So anyway. Okay. We, we, we should wrap this sucker up. Um, I will mention just in passing, um, uh, we had uh, the ex-Prime Minister Abe from Japan assassinated uh, in the last couple of days as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's much to say about that, except how... Well, we don't really know how, what happened. But we, guy... we don't know a lot. The guy did it. He apparently used a homemade weapon, um, a, a homemade like shotgun kind of thing. Um, but it is just exceptionally rare for there to be gun violence of any sort in Japan. And the number I I saw that in the last year was like, there were like 10 murders. No, there there were 10. I, I, I I won't say, I I thought it was 10 gunshot incidents period. And only one of them died. No, Uh, I I heard 10 murders. Okay, fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's still, listen, there are a hundred a day in the U S Listen, in Puerto Rico, there are on average two a day. Right. Puerto anyway. Rico has like three million people. There's two a day. Anyway, I've heard a lot of commentary in terms of how how shocking this was in Japan and whether it'll have impact on a lot of cultural things and security and how they think of things or not. If it's well, by just the way, isolated, you know but. the the attack and assassination of a prime minister in in Japan for whatever reason they don't have many murders. But those guys apparently are targeted frequently. Mm. Well, I heard the last successful one was like 1930 or something. But there have been other attacks later on after that, uh, mm. you know, like in the 60s and other, other years. So it, it's kind of interesting that, you know, that they have that happen. So anyway, anyway I, I thought I should mention that. Um, we've also got, um, you know, Yvonne mentioned, uh, his family's got COVID right now, but there's seems to be a building new wave of the BA five variant of COVID catch uh, the wave on a world. Yeah, no, you don't want to catch this wave. Uh, but it's gaining momentum on a worldwide basis and in the U S. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, we'll, we'll be watching it over the next few weeks. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, but apparently the wave is building. It's you can't trust cases numbers anymore because people aren't testing. Uh, it, case numbers were no, always a little a bit weird. People are testing, but, here's but the they're problem. testing at home. It's not being reported is what I mean. Well, I don't understand, by the way, that is one thing that, you know, me and my wife were discussing today that we don't understand why the hell we can't report home test results. Yeah, there'd be all kinds of issues about how you trust it and whether well, it's you know, better than not can, doing anything. No, I know, I know, I hear you. But anyway, the the hospitalizations is the is like the metric to watch right now. Deaths is of course lagging, and they're all and it does seem like we're still in the in the situation where even when cases rise, deaths don't rise as by as much as they used to because of the the prevalence of vaccines and other things, but hospitalizations is the thing to watch and they've been increasing rapidly all, all over the world. And so just pay attention, I guess. And uh, we'll, if it gets really bad, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Um, and that, that, that's all I got. I just wanted to make sure like we, we hit those buttons and didn't ignore them completely for those last couple of issues. Uh, but that's it. Uh, you know the usual things. If you want to get a hold of us or look at our archives or anything else like that, go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. And uh, yeah, check out all of that stuff. You can find our Facebook, our Twitter, um, our email, blah, 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 blah. And of course, you can find our Patreon if you want to give us a little cash. Um, and if you do donate to our Patreon at different levels, we'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a postcard or mug. Uh, or at $2 a month or more, or I've used the word or a lot there, but $2 a month, or you ask nicely through any of the other mechanisms. We'll invite you to our Comudgeons Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are chatting throughout the week. So Yvonne, we are over time, so just do one. What is one good, amazing, interesting thing that was discussed on our Slack this week that we have not mentioned on the show? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm actually looking through. Um. Oh. 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 That uh, Hugh Grant tweeted a request that activists protesting outside Westminster to play the Benny Hill theme on their loudspeakers, and apparently they had some very, very, very loud loudspeakers. Okay, I heard this live there. when it happened. It was great. Yeah, and and all of a sudden. Uh, you know, what they did, it became the soundtrack for street interviews with leading Tories trying to explain the situation to the British people. And I mean, yeah, I, 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 as I mentioned, I stayed up all I, night to watch this live. Could and I, I, was, yeah, could, I could I, could I play this? Will it work? Couple of things. Firstly, we need to make sure that we keep the basic functions of government going. Uh, that's really important. There are, for example, uh, no ministers in DfE at the moment. That needs to be sorted out. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. I mean, obviously, uh, we need to make sure we make, make the correct choice, uh, but we should do it in a reasonably quick time. In terms of Boris staying on, the convention is that the outgoing Prime Minister um, does carry on. Uh, that's what happened when uh, Theresa May left office, is what happened when David Cameron left office. And, you know, given that, as we... Um, anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I was, that had to be, I, I, I have to give credit to the, to our, 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 our brethren over there in the UK. And I I say brethren, not because I'm an American, you know, as born over here as a, as a, I, I call that as a human being that the guys over there just had that 
I mean, thank you, Hugh Grant. And thank you guys that you guys were brilliant enough to put that up. That was just fantastic. Here, here's the <laughs> thing. I, I was watching live BBC World. Um, uh, 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 you know, it was, you know, like I said, I stayed up all night. I was in the living room. Uh, Alex was asleep next to me. And I was just watching the interviews. And all of a sudden that came on in the background. <laughs> and I just cracked up. I lost it. I was like, that is excellent. That is excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, perfect. Anyway. Oh, we got to say, well, did you tweet uh, thanks to Hugh Grant? I did not thank Hugh Grant. You you, you should. He, he was, that was genius on his okay. behalf. Okay. 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 With that, we you are know, out of here. He did play a prime yes, minister on a movie, you know. Did he? And, I'm sure and, he did. Of course, and many said, you know, it's like, look, he probably would do a hell of a lot better than Boris Johnson. And I mean, <laughs> hey, it's not like, you know, we got Zelensky as president in Ukraine to do too bad. I mean, you know, we've had, you know, so. Yeah, anyway. so that, uh, well, there, there you go. I, 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 you know, we were talking about how there were no alternatives for Biden. I have heard people talking on Twitter this week about trying to recruit Jon Stewart. I. <laughs> exactly. I I, 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 I mean, I honestly, I mean, look, I'll say this, that if Biden said he's not running, I like John Stewart. I like John Stewart. I'm not sure I like him as president, but you know, but compared to, okay, <laughs> I'll give you John Stewart or Trump. Yeah. John Stewart or DeSantis. I mean, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm voting for John Stewart, you know, I don't care if I have to drag myself, you know, all the way to the voting booth. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we are done. We are out of here. Hey, everybody, like I said, there might be a new COVID wave. There are all kinds of people saying you should be going back to, if you have loosened up on your precaution, if you have loosened up on your precautions, you might want to consider ramping them back up again. Nobody's going to be putting mandates around anything because there's just, the politics is not there for that. But you personally might want to consider ramping it back up if you've relaxed a little bit because it's getting bad out there again. Yeah. And with that, Hey, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.